Slam. Reardon bolted into awareness with a jarring start, the type that left one instantly awake and confused. There was a loud squeal and a crash. Good heavens, what were four children doing in his bedroom? Reardon shook his head. Just two children, thank goodness. And wait, this wasn't his bedroom. This was the study. Reardon pushed a hand through his hair and fell back on the sofa. The evening came back in vivid detail, mostly. Unfortunately, he remembered the bad news with absolute clarity. The Vales wanted the children. Well, wanted control of their fortunes. He'd been drinking. A fact prompted by the empty decanter beside his abdicated chair. Cecilia danced in front of him, dressed in a gown of aquamarine silk several sizes too big for her, her feet dwarfed in matching slippers and a filmy shawl draped about her shoulders. We're playing dress-up, she announced in a loud voice that hurt his head. You can wear my shawl. It will look pretty with your eyes. We're going to a ball. We're playing hide-and-seek, William corrected in an insistent whisper, making it clear he'd never be caught pretending to go to a ball. He crouched down behind the chair. Hide! Six will be here any second! Six. The governess. Miss Caulfield. Maura. His employee. The woman he'd kissed last night. After last night, he doubted he'd ever be able to call her Miss Caulfield again. Reardon groaned. He was in no shape to face her. He'd have to apologise just as soon as he could figure out what to apologise for. Exactly how far things had gone was a bit blurry at the moment. Perhaps he should hide too. But there was no question of getting off the sofa, not with his head throbbing this much. Cecilia squatted down behind him. The door opened, and Reardon sent up a quiet prayer she wouldn't slam it, either one of her. He blinked hard to clear his vision. The children might be playing hide-and-seek, but Maura didn't look as if she were. Children, I know you're in here. The game is up, she said sternly. Children! She stopped, spotting him on the sofa. Oh, my lord, I didn't see you. That was rather humbling. She hadn't seen him last night either. How do you mean that, I wonder? Oh, my lord, as in using my title to address me, or... Oh, my lord as in abject surprise at finding the room occupied. He shouldn't have done that. It ached tremendously to use his wit so soon in the day. Both, I suppose. She smoothed her hands on an apron she wore over her dress. If he didn't know better, she was trying to suppress a smile. It wasn't the reaction he'd anticipated. He'd thought she'd be uncomfortable. He certainly was. Reardon tempted the fates and sat up very slowly. The world stayed in place. That was very good. I must apologise. Maura bobbed a short curtsy that reminded him how guilty he should feel over last night, whatever it was he'd done. He would smile, but it hurt his head too much. The irony of the moment was not lost on him. He was worried he had to apologise for something he didn't quite remember, and she was worried he'd dismiss her. She could oversleep every day, and he couldn't dismiss her, 
not now that the Vales had laid down their gauntlet. They'd be over the moon about him losing a sixth governess. The children got away from me. I overslept. It won't happen again. She was clearly anxious to be away. Her words rushed out, giving him the distinct impression she'd break into laughter if she slowed down. He couldn't imagine what was so funny. Children, come on out. Mara has found you fair and square, Reardon called. William and Cecilia emerged slowly from their hiding places, penitent looks on their faces. Where did you get that dress, Cecilia? Reardon looked, really looked at the gown for the first time.